Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson, the East Services Librarian, and I am joined today by two special guests. We have got Vipka McGee, the archivist, and the Margaret McGinty, the local studies officer. And the reason why they're joining me today is because May is local history month and they are the experts for us on that field. So I thought we'd invite them along and get them to tell us a little bit more about the archives that we've got and the local history sections in North Lanarkshire, and we can get a little bit of more information about what they have to offer and things like that. So it's almost the end of Local History Month, guys. So what has North Lancashire been doing to celebrate Local History Month? We've got, is there anything in particular we've been getting up to in the archives and local history scene? Um, yeah, well, we are actually halfway through our local history, um, not local history, family history course for beginners. Uh, Margaret has already completed her two sessions, which were an introduction on the, mainly on the online resources and um, resources available in um, um uh, local studies and i'll continue in the next couple of weeks with sessions about cemetery and polar records and uh, how to read old handwriting so that's um the one um aspect and margaret has been busy um populating our twitter feed with stories so she can maybe tell you a bit more about that oh, oh well um this is the, the year of stories so we've been doing a little bit on twitter about uh, local well-known tales and legends and um, we've also put on a, a very small display, it's been quite low-key this year, um, on um, the same local um, stories, uh, things like the uh, tales and legends about Bertrand de Schott who gave a Schott its name, or the giant baby who's buried in Greenhead Cemetery in Cambus Nethan. Um, there's also stories about James Hamilton of Bodwell Hall, who assassinated the Earl of Murray in the 1500s, and it's believed to be one of the first assassinations by use of a firearm in the world. Wow. <laughs> so um, all sorts of stories like healing wells, um, the Lee Penny that's reputed to um, uh, cure diseases in cattle, uh, there's a romantic covenanting story about Mary Ray's well, and Maggie Ramsey, the witch that goes um, to frequent the old North Burnham Airdrie. So there's lots of stories. I think we're trying to gather these together and uh, see what other people know as well. Yeah. So it's uh, quite a lot. Yeah, and I know Airdrie Library have got an event coming up about that last one you just mentioned. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell us a little bit more about that at, near the end as well, which is, okay. which is very interesting. Um, and one of the key aspects I'm sure you guys get asked a lot about is family history. You mentioned there we've got work kind of halfway through our online course and things like that. What sort of help um, can we offer um, the, the public if they're looking at their family histories? Um. We have quite a wide range of services. Of course, we have an inquiry service um, where people can email, phone, um, of course, they come into the Heritage Centre as well. They're stuck with their family history. Um, we um, do our best to help them out. If we don't have the resources, hopefully we can refer them elsewhere. We also uh, offer one-to-one -one sessions. Uh, if someone is maybe beginning their family history and not quite sure what to do, and then they come in and, and we can um, give them uh, an introduction, uh, the main websites to use and 
um, what resources they should gather and collect and so on. Um, so um, periodically we run our uh, family history sessions as we're doing at the moment, our family history talks um, uh, throughout the year as well. And we get quite a range of uh, different um, in types of inquiry, maybe a burial location, um, a newspaper article on an event or um, a map or a photograph on particular buildings and streets and, and so on. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the fact that there's kind of that combination as well of like kind of sort of in the, the centres or, or uh, and and also the, the kind of online courses that these guys run as well. So it's good to see there's that kind of combination of work because I would imagine you probably get people from quite far afield looking to kind of find out about Northern Archer because obviously there'll be people from this area that's that's moved away and then they're looking to kind of find the relatives from here and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's great that we've kind of yeah. got that possibility to kind of offer it out in a sort of more online setting as well. We get emails from all over the world, um, uh, yeah. archives on local studies, um, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, um, USA, of course. So um, we get visitors as well, but we get a lot of emails from these, mm -hmm. these countries. Yeah, quite often people drop in at the end of their Scotland holidays, the last day, and they just uh, found out that their ancestors were from Motherwell, for example, <laughs> and then they, they pop in and they want to know where they lived, maybe, and there's yeah. quite a few resources we have there as well. Um, they can they can look at um, sometimes they're lucky I had visitors just last week and um, they had lived in uh, their ancestors had lived in Watsonville and we've got some plans they could see exactly which cottage they had oh, lived fantastic. in and could see what kind of toilet facilities had just been built for <laughs> during the time <laughs> when their ancestors lived there yeah so it's uh, um, I think people just yeah um sometimes uh, they don't know very much about their ancestors sometimes they already know um quite quite a bit but there's always something we can add or build out the yeah. the knowledge they um they, they have yeah and that, that must be quite nice kind of being able to kind of help people find that little piece of information because I, I, I do a little bit of family history myself mm -hmm. and it's difficult to find stuff and when you do discover something it does it's quite a kind of nice feeling and, mm -hmm. and kind of you discover that little kind of part of your family history you didn't pre previously know which is great so it must be kind of quite a good part of the job to kind of help them discover that a little bit yeah. and one of the other yeah. things that we have um is the ancestry website which is free in all of the north latcher libraries and of course in the north latcher heritage center and every library local studies areas as well how great a resource is that for the public to use um how what did, is that kind of something that you, you guys find as a valuable thing to point people towards well, absolutely. Um, Ancestry is, of course, one of the most popular genealogy websites uh, for researchers. It holds billions of records uh, worldwide, and it's probably one of the first websites researchers turn to when they start their family history. Uh, so the range of information available is absolutely fantastic. Birth, death and marriage records all over the world, probably not so much Scotland, but... <laughs> other countries, uh, census returns, military records, immigration records, trade directories, phone directories even. Um, so and when some, one of the important features is um, public member trees. People researching the same family can compare information found uh, by yeah. other, other families. Um, 
so that that's uh, compared their findings. It's amazing. Um, so it's a fabulous resource, and the fact that it's available in libraries free in the Heritage Centre here at Airdrie Library and libraries throughout Scotland, that it's available to free, it, it means it, there's no barrier to people um, yeah. doing their family history. Because it can be quite a costly thing to do, um, family research, yeah. and even just a, a personal membership to Ancestry can be quite an expensive thing. So, as uh, I, I think it's yeah. a fantastic thing that we've got mm -hmm. that uh, available in our library services and, and our uh, head centres and things like that for uh, for people to access for free and kind of get a look at and mm -hmm. and find what and get into those records and things like that and, and find out little bits of information. So it's really really good. And also for people who use Scotland's people, if they use a conjunction with the free ancestry, they can narrow things down. You know, in, in uh, Scotland's people, every time you click on a record, you, you have to pay credits. Uh, and if you can narrow down the number of credits you have to click um, on by using ancestry, that can save you a lot of money as well. Yeah. I might have to get you to show me how to do that because I'm not really sure <laughs> how, how to do that because I have spent a lot of money on Scotland's people in the past. Yeah, time. me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have. Well, yeah, yeah. You clicked on the wrong thing, yeah. don't go anything for it. But yeah. Um, so uh, uh, this area, North Lancashire, has got quite a rich history with many big industries playing a part in, of that history as well. Um, what is kind of sort of the most regular sorts of inquiries that you guys get kind of based on sort of the kind of industry that's been in the area? Well, of course, North Lanarkshire is one of the most highly industrialised areas of Scotland. It's got the coal mines, railways, canals, uh, steelworks, variety of workshops and factories. So there's going to be a lot of interest um, uh, in, uh, in these industries. Um, uh, we find um, some of the most popular inquiries probably relate to individual companies like uh, Ravens Craig Steelworks. I think yeah. has uh, still uh, it's been gone for 30 years, but it's still got a, a place in everybody's heart, I think. So <laughs> we do get a lot of students um, looking at our photograph collection, newspaper cuttings, brochures, building up a picture of um, how it developed and, and its its demise. So um, that's one of the most popular. Another one is the Hearst Nelson Company. Um, it produced rolling stock and tram cars in Motherwell. Um, we get a lot of inquiries from academics, modelers, railway enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, and we have about 30 albums of the photographs of the rolling stock. So we're able to provide photographs. Again, we get inquiries from over, all over the world, recently one from Portugal. Um, so um, yeah, that, that was probably one of our most popular um, yeah. resources. It's fantastic to, to think that, that there's that kind of sort of level of detail kind of held about the industries and, and, and some of the companies and things like that and like yeah. you say some of them are quite sort of kind of um, quite well, well kind of thought of and, and kind of part of a lot of people's kind of personal histories with family members having worked at Ravens Creek and things like that sort yeah, of stuff and right, yeah. it's, it's great to kind of be able to have that available for people to kind of see exactly where people worked and how and, the, and kind of like the conditions and things like that they worked in I would imagine as well which is really, really good. <clears throat> and now, so the, the, we've obviously North Lancashire's archives have got a, a huge 
treasure trove of information in them as well, haven't they, Rebecca? What what sort of things can people kind of find in the archives if they're kind of delving through it? Yes, well, where to start? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a vast collection, so we have um, well over 260 collections in in the archive, and they kind of fall into a number of different areas. So. Um, our main role is to look after the records of North Lanarkshire mm. and its predecessor organisations. So that would be all the previous local administrations in in the area. So um, you have the, the district councils before you had North Lanarkshire, uh, Monklands, um, Kilsyce, uh, Camelot and Kilsyce, um, Strathkelvin and um, Monklands um, district councils. And before that, you had the county of Lanark with its various subdivisions yeah. <laughs> um, and also the within that then the, the boroughs so in North Lanarkshire would be Kilsyce, um, Airdrie Code Bridge, um, Motherwell and, and, and Wishaw and these borough collections are really fascinating. People don't maybe use them as as much as one would kind of think uh, considering what kind of information is contained so you would be able to find anything how yeah. you're your, your local town developed when sanitation was put into place, uh, um, schools, you know, all, all the provisions that um, we now take for granted, uh, how yeah. they were developed and what a great uh, improvement that was for people's lives. Um, um, and then um, we also have parish records. So within that, we've got some of our more popular records, which are the poor law um, records and the, the cemetery records kind of fall via various um, local authorities, but these are really uh, fascinating to find out what happened to your ancestors um, when they fell on hard times, the poor law records. So there's yeah. a bit of, there was a means testing in place at the time. Um, so you get a bit of a biography of um, where the family had stayed before, the family members, um, and uh, maybe also where they were born, especially if they're from Ireland. Sometimes you get more details there than just Ireland, which can be helpful. Um, then we've got yeah the records of industries in the area. Um, um, we get asked about this a lot, but not all the industries that were based in North Lancashire, we would hold their records because any, anything that was nationalised is not the National Archives of Scotland, the National Records of Scotland. Yeah. Um, but we have quite a few companies um, of uh, structural engineering, for example, Alexander Findlay from Motherwell or um, Thomas Hudson. They were boilermakers, but they also did structural engineering. Um, there's a lot of information in there about what they what they built. There's lots of photographs of bridges that were created for all over the world in Alexander Findlay. And we sometimes get inquired about those uh, still. Um, uh, because there's repair work going on, for example, in South America, we had something recently. Um, then we have records of clubs and societies, and that's actually um, one of the, yeah, I don't know, it kind of brings your, brings the life, uh, brings to life the, the 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 way people interacted in communities in the past. Um, there's lots of friendly societies which helped uh, people in certain industries um, through difficult times, like the Air Weaver Society, for example. But then there are also clubs um, that are purely for leisure. And that's one of my favorite items is the <laughs> Town and Country Ramblers Association. We only have one little minute book for them from 1881-82. Uh, and the secretary was James Davidson, who later became a famous architect. And it was... Um, Membership was sort of from Glasgow, but also from Lanarkshire. Um, and uh, they went on tours throughout Lanarkshire and you get descriptions of um, all the sites they visited. They visited Colvilles when they were um, 
pioneers in steel making and they get shown around and there's a detailed description of how that process worked or they visited Calder Crook's paper mill and again there's a description of the process and then you get all this sort of little detail about the infighting, not infighting, but you know, the, the joking, the infighting yeah. of the townies <laughs> against the, the, the country folk and uh, they have um, tug of war co competitions and so on. Um, um, then we've got lots of images that within all kinds of collections. Um, again, anything, um, housing, um, just family gatherings, family portraits, um, school photographs, school records as well in general. So, um, yeah, any aspect of life really in North Lanarkshire can be found in those um, collections. We're obviously still trying to add to that. And we also know yeah. that some groups are underrepresented in our collections. So, um, yeah, we're trying to sort of add to the picture um, continuously. And it doesn't all have to be very old, uh, although our oldest records go back to the 1500s um, wow. so there's some old charters but they don't get asked for very often because quite often they're in latin and then um yeah the interpretive skills are not mm. always there but we'll try to help people with reading old uh, old records there as well and um that's do amazing. our best to make the collections accessible yeah. yeah yeah that's fantastic you mentioned there about the, the, uh, the very start of that about the poor law records things like that and actually but one thing I was going to ask you next was about the digitization of some of the records because I know that some of them are now available on Ancestry via our service um, and and I and on there I did actually find one of my relatives and and, and it, it's not it's a bit of a sad story to be honest it's a, it's a relative mm -hmm. that got left their husband left them and and yeah. left them and left them a kind of poor situation and mm -hmm. but but it did give that kind of a little bit more detail of just finding mm -hmm. their name on Scotland's people for example mm -hmm. and and th give you give you that kind of a little bit more about their actual kind of life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and it was quite it's fascinating to see and so those records must be kind of useful for people to find on on Ancestry mm -hmm. now they've been digitised yeah. Yeah, they've been on Ancestry now since oh, 2000 and I think they came on just around the time of, of lockdown, I think, coincidentally, mm. sort of late 2019, <laughs> I think it was sort of, yeah, August 2019, they came on Ancestry and we have um, about 700,000 uh, entries for uh, electoral rules and over 200,000 entries for poor law records. And the poor law records are extremely popular. We get tens of thousands of views of these every month. Um, and it is just that kind of information that uh, adds a little bit more to how you view your ancestors. Um, and I think um, they create a lot of empathy for your ancestors uh, yeah. because um, uh, yeah, they, they obviously show them at a time when they didn't, uh, you know, when they had difficulties in their life because they needed support. Uh, and um, you can, they, they would, if you do a search on ancestry, they would just come up as part of your general search. But if you go into search and then card catalog and search for North Lanarkshire, you can just see our two um, categories, the electoral rules and the polar records, and you can just search within them. And you can also browse. So. Um, if you can't find somebody, you can um, um, you could just bring up a book and kind of just um, browse through it. There's usually yeah. an index in the application records, uh, so it's uh, uh, it's 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 wonderful to have them there and to be able to share them uh, with with the whole world, basically. Uh, and it kind of shows you when we see look at the usage, how many people all over the world must have ancestry coming from the Lanarkshire area because obviously because of the hardship. Many people and also yeah. uh, immigrated. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as, I, as I said, I've, I've done a little bit of kind of research about it and, and my, my family members have went far and wide from here. So, so I've got kind of like fam, family from all over the world like, these days and and, uh, and I've also done the DNA thing with it and, and so I've, I've contacted people from all over the world and it's amazing how far afield some mm. people from North Archer have actually travelled at some yeah. point in their life. Um, and and, uh, and it's great that we can kind of help kids share that sort of information with people from, from those records. That must have been quite a massive task to get that digitised though, I would imagine. Yes, we had a, a member of a member of staff was recruited locally by Ancestry who did all the digitising. So um, they were based in the Heritage Centre in Motherwell and uh, we brought out all the books uh, and they digitised them page for page. And then once that was completed, it was taken to Ancestry uh, and they checked, did a quality check. Some items had to be photographed again and then Ancestry undertook the indexing um, and then once that was all done, um, they went online. Yeah, so that's it took, I don't know, about a year and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. It actually didn't take as long as one, but the actual yeah. digitizing and indexing maybe about two, maybe a year and a half and two years, but um, the, in the run-up, there was a lot of work involved as well, yeah. um, just for, for them to check what kind of records were of interest and uh, uh, and working out legal agreements and so on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, have you guys got any special events coming up um, or talks and things like that that people can kind of watch out for that's coming up soon um, that you might want to highlight to anyone that might be listening? Um, well, we are, as I said earlier, uh, we are currently part of the way through a four-week um, set of talks. Um, so later this week on Thursday, Liebke will be giving a talk on poor relief and cemetery records. Um, so uh, I think there may still be, I'm not sure. Um, there yeah, there also, could be some places here. I don't, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and next week she'll be looking at paleography. Um, Going further in your family history research, we'll come across more likely to come across handwritten records. So some hints and tips on how to read these records from Vibka. And I think also covering more of the archive collection as well. Um, I'll be repeating um, a beginner's talk on the 9th of June, Thursday the 9th of June, um, for absolute beginners <laughs> um, in family history research. Um, we are hoping to run another series of talks later in the year, probably in the autumn, but the the dates and topics are still to be decided. But if anyone wants to keep an eye on the Culture Now website under museums, uh, you might find uh, you'll find us listed there. Um, there's also going to be in conjunction with museums a focus group on motherboard swimmers uh, coming up on the 28th of June. Again, that's something people might want to look out for. Fantastic. And how's the best way for people to book uh, onto these courses and things like that if, if, they, if they're interested? Um, well, the the talks you're running um, are run through Eventbrite um, at the moment. Um, the family history one, um, I'm doing at the end of the session. You can email us, I think, at the Heritage Centre for that one. Uh, so just heritagecentre at northland.gov.uk uh, to sign up for that one. Um, so, but I, th I think um, 
otherwise they'll be advertised on the web website. Fantastic. Uh, so. Brilliant. And now we mentioned, I, th I think we mentioned at the start about the, kind of the Twitter account a little bit. That is one of my favourite parts of uh, the, the Heritage Centre is the Twitter account. It really gives a little kind of little gem of information, shares little bits of the collection and things like that. Has that been another great way of getting the collection out there and showcasing it to kind of wider world, the wider world as well, kind of, and getting it out on the internet a little bit? Um, yeah, um, it's always good to have different ways of promoting your service. Um, of course, in Twitter, people have to sign up, so they might ha already have an interest in uh, your area. Um, um, but it does give people an idea of what resources are available. Um, if people can't come into the Heritage Centre, they might be able to see an item that ordinarily they wouldn't be able to see. And uh, it, it is a useful way of also in just engaging with the community, getting people to ask questions, getting a, a, a response, maybe an unidentified photograph, and then somebody is able to give you the information. So it, it's, it's very useful and um, a good resource that way. Mm. Um, so it's like I, a shop window for us. You know, we can kind of just tell people in in sort of small chunks you know what 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 uh, is contained in the collection and hopefully um, people who have a special interest also in areas that we cover can uh, find out about that and we certainly connect with uh, special interest groups as well which is nice you know you, you become part of a community that's interested in coal mining or in, in, in steel or, or bricks or you know things that kind of not you wouldn't assume everybody's interested in but if you have those sort of um, very specific interests then twitter can allow you to explore them and we can contribute to that mm -hmm. yeah and i have seen those various kind of hashtags and things like that, that you sometimes get involved in at various times that year as well like it's a hashtag archive 13 things like that sort of stuff yeah it's that's a bit of a marathon in, uh, in april <laughs> we try to tweet every day under a certain hashtag it's something organized by ara scotland that's the archives and records association and uh, in, in Scotland, and it's become a worldwide uh, event now. People join in from Germany, from America, from from New Zealand, from from everywhere. It's a, it's a real good showcase for what's in in archives. And then there's various other sort of companies. There's an, um, an advent calendar usually we take part in in December. And uh, yeah, and I think um, museums they have an Ask a Curator Day. And yeah, there's there's always something to to join in with as well yeah <laughs> fantastic now, this is a, a, a library book podcast normally so uh, it's been good to talk to you guys about the services that are available for local history and things like that but i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and ask you a little bit about what you had you guys have been reading recently so rika what have you been re reading recently Yes, well, uh, I just finished a book, actually it was in German, but I believe the English translation comes out in the autumn, and that's a bit of a history book. It's, it was called um, Annette, or oh, I don't know how do you pronounce this, or how to translate it into English, but it's a, it's a, it was like an epic poem, a prose poem about this lady, Anne Beaumanoir, who was a, a resistance uh, fighter in the French resistance uh, during the as a very young woman and then later on she becomes involved in the independence movement in Algeria and that was quite enjoyable so maybe something in the autumn it will come out in English um, as a German uh, book and uh, now I've just started uh, Monica Ali Love Marriage and I'm only on page 60 odd something so I'm 
not 100% sure exactly how it's going uh, or <laughs> where, where it will be going, but it's it's interesting. It's about, uh, um, it's set sort of in London in the, um, um, and you've got uh, two young doctors who want to get married and one is from Indian uh, Muslim background and the other one is very sort of English upper middle class uh, background and it's about trying to organize at the moment they're just trying to organize the marriage and trying to um their, their wedding and how to please all the family members which doesn't seem to be going that well so mm. uh yeah i don't know um, how far in the future of this it will go but it's uh, it's an oh. enjoyable read fantastic and mark what about you have you been have you read anything too recently you'd like to mention oh <laughs> it's a bit of a light read um recently it was um Eleanor Oliphant is perfectly fine. Um, oh, that's a fantastic book. Yeah, it's, it's poor Eleanor has obviously got some health issues and mental health issues and um, some surprising kind of unexplained things happen along the way. But um, when it has a quite a sad ending, I think. <laughs> um, um, that, that was a big book a, a few years ago and very popular a few yeah. years ago and and it's it's a it, it was a fantastic read I, I really enjoyed that one whenever I read it as well yeah I so, love that too it's a yeah. great book yeah. yeah it's great fantastic now just to round off with you guys what we kind of touched on a little bit so basically in, in terms of getting uh, involved with what services you guys offer is it really kind of like for talks and things like that You'd probably going to the culture and website really is probably the the, the main kind of place, culturejournal.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Now um, Twitter as well. We, we try to advertise on. Of course. On yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, guys, in, in our chat. Um, I'll round off our podcast by telling you a little bit more about the library service. If you don't want to find out a little bit more about social media for these guys, you can follow them on Twitter at, using at NL underscore heritage or on Facebook. If you search for North Lancashire Heritage, you'll find their Facebook page as well. And for library service updates, we do have a few. We have got a Saturday book blog session coming to Wishaw Library and it is from 10.30 to 11.15. So do get involved in that if you want to get involved in, in a book blog session. New Tricks is back at Airdrie Library as well. It's a series of fantastic um, events aimed at adults. And the next event will be the New Tricks Quiz. And there's also other events such as a movie screening and things like that to get involved in as well. And we kind of touched on a little bit at the very start of this podcast with the, the folk tales of Blanchard. It is there's a there's a story walk involving a storyteller called Alison Gilbraith. And it is part of a series of events that are coming, which have been funded by the Euro Stories 2022 Community Stories Fund. And the the basically is a, a story walk around. Um, the area where one of the local folk tales um, that Margaret mentioned earlier, I can't remember the name off the top of my head of the person though, maybe you can remind me Margaret, the the, the Maggie, Ra- Maggie Ramsey. That's the one. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's that. The kind of retelling of that st- that story as you walk around the, the area where the the, the tale is, is set. Um, and it's, it sounds like a fantastic event, and you can get involved in that as well. All the details for all these events can be found on culturenl.co.uk. 
and go to the library section and what's on and you'll find it all there and it's looking like it's got lots of fantastic events coming up um for both libraries and also the heritage team as well so do check out the the section for them too and see what's happening if you've enjoyed this podcast do get in touch using the hashtag hashtag flb podcast or by dropping us a wee email to librarypodcast at northland.co.uk but that's all for us guys thank you very much margaret and vika for joining us and we'll be be back again soon thank you thank you Bye. Bye. bye bye